irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Radio Show only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love Radio Show, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love, everything is possible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, Mm -hmm. and I am with my brothers, Taj Jackson. Hello. I always say through a curveball. I know. I was like, oh. I got to keep you guys on your toes. And Terrell Jackson. What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Hanging. Hanging? Yeah. A little tired, but Terrell's a little tired. I'm trying to compensate for him. Why are you so tired, Terrell? Because I don't sleep. So how are we going to fix that? (laughs) I'm sleeping, (laughs) but I don't want to. Sleeping has so many benefits. It's such a waste of time. No. It it does have great benefits. We've got to do a show on sleeping. It's not a waste. You guys always sleep. I never understood that when we were little. Scientifically, I think sleeping is great, but... I do feel I do 12. feel that by sleeping you're wasting time. Like, okay, but I, it's such a waste. But he's probably sleeping three hours a day, when you need at least five to six, seven, yeah. really six to seven. And I'm not getting that much sleep, but I I assume you're getting less than me because you don't sleep and you think it's right to not sleep. Sometimes oh, I not put that my. I think it's right, but yeah, it changes. Like I think sleeping's so important because it changes your attitude too, like your tolerance level. That's like, true. When I don't Absolutely. sleep, I I have less tolerance for things. And what about the the health benefits? That's it's good. True. It's good for your forget just tolerance. It's good for your well. You're resetting everything. You gotta recharge everything. When yeah. I was younger, I used to sleep a lot. So maybe yeah. that, maybe that's why. Like for me, how I, many hours do you get now, Taj? You guys I pro- act like you sleep a lot now. You don't sleep that much. No, I I probably average between five and six. That's yeah. like that's like good for me. It's no, and I don't sleep a lot either. But the difference is, I feel like you don't. You, that's a choice for you. If I could, I would get my seven hours, eight yeah. hours, eight hours. I just great. can't. You know, and I, I think you take pride in that, which I don't think is I, right. Uh, eight hours is so long. Okay, so get six, get seven. I probably get like four or five. That's it's pretty not good. healthy. You should be at six. Well, so. I think we should do a segment on it. Maybe we'll get a sleep expert one of these days. Because it's important. I think it's important for your overall well-being. Anyway, we're live on the Power of Love radio show. And if you're listening to us right now, thanks for joining us. We have our Twitter handle where you could tweet us. Yes. Taj, you want to give it? It's at DDJ Foundation. Okay. Um, and, of course, you can call us. We have a the phone number to call us is 323-203-0815. Again, it's 323 323- Two zero three zero eight one five, and um, before I get into today's topic, let's discuss the week. How was your week, Terrell? Uh, week was okay. Week was okay. Baseball was. Mm. <laughs> we, okay. I, I think baseball. they. Well, we didn't get lucky with the schedule. They scheduled a game Friday, Saturday, and Sun and Monday. That's yeah, tough. And you got like limited pitching yeah. counts and stuff. We're the only team in the league that had Friday, Saturday. Did you complain Monday. about that? No. Okay, good. No, I'm I proud didn't. of you. Well, whatever. What can you do? Um, you didn't complain of the but league it, it or anything? Did. No, no. Good. Don't it, complain. It did. 
It happened to us last year too, but whatever. It is. But um, <laughs> all teams all teams make the playoffs, so we should we could have won easily two out of the three games, and we ended up losing two and tying one. All right, but uh, it's a tough year so far. It's very difficult. But you know, this, what? at this age, they're going through something. But these tough years make the the good years that much sweeter. No, it's an age thing. They're going at this age. They're eight and nine year olds. They're going through something. I yeah, but, but every team has kids that are eight and nine that are going through things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're <laughs> you absolutely think your right. bunch is a little well. Well, I just don't think my bunch is really playing to their potential, mm-hmm. so they're probably playing where everyone else is. Okay, Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Todd Jackson, yeah. your week. Uh, my week was great. I um, I saw the new Fast and the Furious. Did you like it? I, I really How liked it. it. How it's many good. have they had now? Eight. This is eight. Eight? Yeah. This faded years. Um, I did. It's a very uh, formulaic, but it works. It's a what? It has a formulaic. Formula. Say it again. Formula, formulaic. Why are you putting them? Well, he, he brought it up. No, yeah. How do you say the word? What? Is that how you say you it? Say? Formulaic? I think so. Say it with confidence, young man. Oh. Don't, don't shy away I'm from sorry it. sorry if I'm using <laughs> big, too big of words for you guys. It follows <laughs> the formula. Yeah, it, is that better? You know what, Taj? I saw it. Um, you saw it? Actually, I saw did it, and it? I saw him in I, line. Yeah. So Wait, we, did you guys we went see to it together? This, we didn't no. plan on going no. to see it together, but we ended up seeing it a row yeah, apart from each other. date night. He was on date night. And he, he hijacked it. No, but we saw it, what, Saturday? I for yeah. sure thought he would have seen it Thursday night or opening night or Friday, considering it was projected to be the biggest movie opening of all time. Actually, what? it wasn't projected, but it is the biggest movie it opening not of, of all time. Of, of all the time. year. Of all time. Globally. Globally. So it's bigger than any How? Star Wars opening. I don't know. How? Because people like cars and people like seeing things blown up. Uh, that and China helped a lot with it as well. China uh, box office. Star Wars didn't open in China till later. Oh, okay. No, but still they open all at once. But still, I mean, that's a you know big props to Vin Diesel and, and to that whole crew because seriously, uh, they were saying about it that there wasn't a minor. It was all minorities that opened the movie. Basically, there wasn't a mm-hmm. Caucasian lead, and that's always been Hollywood's huh. excuse: is that so it's big. you know you need a Caucasian lead to to do big globally, and this movie proved them wrong, which. It's always good because it opens the door, and it had F. Gary Gray directing it, yeah. who did um, uh, N.W. What was it called? Straight Out Compton. Yeah, the Straight Out Compton movie. Yeah, and so they had a black director as well, so that broke down barriers too because there's there's talks that black directors can't do blockbusters, and there you go. So cool. No, it was, it was pretty good. It's not my cup of tea, but I mean, it was it was cool for what it movie. is, but it's it's one of those where it's like. Oh my goodness! But if you it's like, like cars, it's, like, it's not it, realistic. It's it has a James Bond aspect of it, where it's, <laughs> it, it, it loses its uh, re- reality base. But that's all of I've I've learned after the I think the fifth one. I've you seen them all. But. You said it right, Todd, and I'm going to attempt the word. It's formulaic. It's it's crazy is that, because is that even a word? it it sounds like it We're should gonna be. We're going to have to look it up. It, it starts with such a such a routine, predictable opening. Women same, walking around in, in every, clothes, every that, yeah. a drag racing and or a street racing. It's, it seems like I've seen that five times, and I've only seen five episodes or five editions of the movie. Yeah. But if you like cars, if you like the previous ones, I think you'll like this one as well. It's about family. So is it worth me seeing? It's family. 
Um, no. No. There's much better movies t- you should be watching. But let's, that's enough of the Fate and the Furious. Fast. Uh, oh, is it called Fate? And it's the called Furious? the Fate, right, Taj? Hmm? You paying the attention? Or, you know where I'm we're at? I'm looking up formulaic, okay? I can't <laughs> yeah, it's called the Fate, the, and the, the Fate and the Furious. The Fate and the Furious. Yeah. All right. Uh, my week was. My week, we had an Easter egg hunt, which was always fun. The kids like it. I'm trying to think what else. Saw the movie where I saw Taj ruin my plans. <laughs> Seeing Taj, which is the bummer. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Easter Just was busy. the big thing. Yeah, Easter was the fun thing. We went to Auntie Lourdes's. Yeah, that was great. Always good to go to Auntie Lourdes's and, that was, and do uh, that. We played uh, Uno. Yeah, you played with the kids, right? I played with the kids. That was fun. With Sandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Sandy. And Dee yeah. won. And Adrian won. Cool. And Bryce, I think Bryce won too. They, well, your girls only played one game. Though. Yeah. But that was fun. Good. Yeah, good. So that was good stuff. No, Easter That's egg uh, hunting at Auntie Lourdes is, is our little family staple, and it's, it's a fun thing. And yeah. it's good to see our mom's side of the family. Anyways, again, our phone number is 323 815 And we, disclaimer, are not licensed therapists. We're just ordinary people who have experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we've learned from it. And we want to share our opinions and attempt to help you overcome what you're going through. Saying that, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it and to not just rely on us. So, the topic for today. Last Friday, Carol, I know you watch a lot of sports, so I know you heard about this. Um, But last Friday, there was a tragedy that happened with a former NFL player. Uh, It happened in Mesa, Arizona. The police in Mesa, Arizona confirmed last Friday that former Baltimore Ravens and Arizona Cardinals tight end Todd Heap accidentally hit and killed his three-year-old daughter with his truck. Uh, The accident reported occurred on Heap's driveway. Unfortunately, the victim was taken to a local hospital where she later passed away. Obviously, um, I shouldn't say obviously, but there was no suspicious circumstances to the uh, incident, and the, that impairment does not appear to be a factor. So he doesn't look like it was alcohol or any drugs or anything. It was just the way it seems is a very, very sad and unfortunate accident that um, that is just really devastating. A statement from Baltimore Ravens, who uh, Todd Heat played for, was, We cannot imagine the heartbreak and sorrow Todd and Ashley's family feels right now. This is knee-buckling news and an overwhelmingly sad tragedy. Our prayers, our thoughts, and our hearts are with the Heaps, who have contributed so much to the Ravens and Baltimore community. We believe their deep faith and tremendous support from friends and family will help them through this unimaginable time. So when I obviously heard about this and read about this, I, I felt incredibly bad for the family. Uh, I can only imagine the amount of pain and and suffering the whole family's going through. A uh, three-year-old daughter to lose in that fashion uh, is devastating. It's just really, really sad. And um, but you know, I, I I was trying to figure a way. How does Todd? How does he move on from this? You know, how do you get past? this and can you get past this because I know you know him being a football player just really being any kind of protector of the family he um, he's probably battling this you know with you know just just going through battles all the time on how he let his family down and how he let his young his, his daughter his precious daughter down so 
I, w- I was just thinking, how do you get over something like this where you have so much guilt and so much, um, you know, shame and so much pain? And, and you know, in his eyes, he probably feels like if he wasn't just, if he was focused or paying attention, he wouldn't be in this situation. So that's our topic is how do you get over self guilt? How do you get, how do you forgive yourself? Uh, have you went through an experience that was incredibly tough on yourself and how did you get over it? How did you self forgive yourself? How did you move past self guilt? Obviously the heap situation is, is probably the most drastic form, but let's say you, you know, you broke your, your, your younger brother's favorite toy. How did you, how did you overcome that? How did you make amends? How did you, how did you move on? That's our topic. It's self guilt, overcoming it and, um, learning to forgive yourself. Um, can I expand on it a little too? Absolutely. I think it's also important because, you know, um, he had a wife as well. Mm-hmm. And she's still alive, obviously, um, Ashley. But um, how do you forgive your partner too? Or do you, you know, I've, I've heard of cases where something happens and someone, you know, is responsible or, you know, not wanting to be, but responsible for someone's, a child's death. Mm-hmm. And then the partner, it's like, Sometimes the marriage doesn't last because they can't forgive that person or every time they see that person, it reminds them of the tragedy. I know they had five kids, so, you know, it might be a different circumstance, but I've heard of that where it's like the marriage becomes doomed because of that. I don't think this is going to be the case, but I'm just saying that, you know, forgiving your partner as well is an important thing too. Forgiving your partner is huge. It's huge because I think there's already that self guilt. There's already that self guilt. And I think anyone who's in a strong relationship in a marriage and in a long-term relationship has to think that way because what I've learned in, in doing some research is that guilt is something that, you know, we're, we're, we're sometimes our hardest critics and we're, we're the ones that are going to beat ourselves up so much and it's important. We put such a high placement on how we value ourselves. And sometimes, you know, we go too far. So as a partner, I think you have to sometimes, you always, you have to learn how to overcome that and, and get your significant other or even family member just on the right path. Give them some strength. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's crucial. Well, it's, uh, there's a lot of trust in that, too. Um, she definitely I mean obviously we don't know what happened um, but I can't imagine being in his shoes um, I'm sure he feels horrible about it and having her support is so needed um, but that's not always the case like Todd was saying you know different circumstances but you definitely need that support from you know whether it's her your, your wife or your partner or a friend that, that's important Mm-hmm. So, how 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 do you guys you guys can you guys think of any scenarios where you screwed up or you, you know no. obviously not in this situation <laughs> yeah I know you, many times where you screwed up but it, not, obviously not as tragic as this situation but what what are some of the steps you do to forgive yourself? Um, I'll start I guess since I for for me I'm very cautious of guilt. I think guilt can be very deadly mm-hmm. to you. It can um, it adds stress, and stress is a killer. So for me, I try to live guilt free. Like I really try. I mean, obviously you still you do feel guilt, 
for certain things, but guilt eats at you. And so for me, I don't, I really don't focus on it. I don't focus on guilt in that way because you're giving it energy and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I'm not guilty of anything, but at the same time, it's like, don't give it energy. And I'm just going to echo what you said because energy is everything and guilt is one, if not the strongest, in my opinion, of negative and destructive energy. Um, How how does guilt differ from remorse? Remorse is, well, we're no experts, but remorse is for me like sorrow, just feeling bad. Guilt is feeling responsible in a way for something. And that's that to me is the big difference. When you feel guilty, you feel like you had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. While remorse, you could be sorry for something in terms of um, that it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen or that something happened. Um, but guilt is... But doesn't that kind of imply that guilt... Um, that you could have changed, like, in a way. You could have So you're, you're feeling like guilt is your perception that it was preventable. Or that you could have done something about it. I mean, I think that's... But even if you couldn't have, like... For instance, mom's passing. Like, I feel guilt that I didn't talk to her, you know, uh, when she called, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of I was trying to get off the phone because it was late. Mm-hmm. Like, she called really late at night, and I was tired, and I, and I thought I'd see her tomorrow, the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, 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 you know, and I was I just wanted to go back to sleep. That, that There's a guilt there because it's like, you know, maybe if I talked to her longer, maybe, you know, things would have been different. But that's maybe. You know. So you, you claim you're the wisest of us three. What do you I do? Don't claim. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do to to overcome guilt? I honestly, I, for me, I just try and be positive. Like positive counter, you know, counters negativity. So if you could be positive about something, oh, positive. What does that mean? What's that's that's an easy like. Give me a a, a concrete thing. Well, you do. okay. So like if there's a death or something like that, mm-hmm. I focus on the good things that that person did in life, and I I focus on always moving forward in terms of so uh, if you were Mr. Heap mm-hmm. what, what would be your first step my well my first step would be to to honor that's hard man to, I know it is very hard but at the same time you can you can go into a black hole where you're basically reliving that nightmare over and over he has kids as well so it's yeah. at the same time that's like you don't want to get stuck in quicksand or, you know, where you're just, you're going deeper and deeper. So for him, it is hard because at the same time, society judges you. If you, if you move too fast, if you move too fast, then it seems like you didn't care, you know? And so there is that double-edged sword there. But for me, I feel like, you know, this is, I hate to say it, but it's a lesson too, you know, um, in a, He's, you know, I understand what you're saying because it's not easy to say that, Taj. But it is a lesson in the fact that he can, he can talk. He could talk to others. He's already uh, a prominent figure because others have done have probably lost. Others him. have done it, and That's what I meant, he can. He, I didn't mean it. No, I know. Yeah, I know you didn't. So you know, I, I have to watch out for my younger, I mean, older brother. But <laughs> guilt is a, it's difficult. It's a difficult burden to carry, and. You know, a lot of times, sadly, the feeling gets projected to those you love the most, the other people around you, and you're not even aware of it. You know, you you could be miserable, you know, suffering and and drowning in guilt and just making life just horrible for everyone else. So 
we have to learn how to overcome guilt mm. and we have to learn to that we can't live with with guilt because it's just a destructive force that that you know where I, I feel like no positive energy can come from it I know it's easier said than done but I feel we have to figure a way to to I, yeah become guilt-free quicker I think guilt is also isolating because you usually when you feel guilty you kind of isolate yourself yeah, you know, like from ev- from everyone else you you separate yourself and that's what makes it even more destructive and more you um it's not like you feel guilty and you're around a lot of people and you know it's always you you feel guilty you're at home and you're kind of just it's very destructive as you said um <clears throat> i don't i don't mean to touch on this specific event with heat but is there different types of guilt is there is there guilt where it's validated and then some where it's almost you put it on yourself because if there's guilt then maybe it's validated not saying that you should live with the guilt but then it becomes a thing of learning to accept it and like you said there's a lesson there and to move on from it and to recover or there's the type of guilt where it's not really your fault but you take the blame does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, we're going to take our first phone call. Okay. Let's see who we have on the line with us. Who do we got? Um, we got someone from Europe, Raisha. Hi, how are hey. you? How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. Good. I wanted to touch on the subject of um, forgiveness of self. Uh-huh. And... Um, I think it's very, well, one of the things that help me in general is by living in a moment. And by living in a moment, you're not thinking about too much about the future failure that you might, <laughs> might go through. And you won't be too hung up on the past either. So I think one of the best things to do is try to live in a moment so w- when you say live in the moment are you basically saying uh you try to make yourself active you try to expand what, what do you mean um yeah you try to keep yourself busy with mm-hmm. things that you love to do and also you just try not to dwell on the past too much like don't wallow in self-pity basically yeah, I, I think you. Thank you so much for the call. And how how am You're I how am I saying your name? <laughs> Raisha. Raisha, is that close? Yes. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. pretty close. Where are you yeah. calling from, Raisha? Good. I'm calling from Amsterdam. Oh, cool. At the moment. Cool. Yes. Well, thank you for calling, Raisha, thank and thanks yeah. for your support. You're welcome. All right, thank you. You're welcome. I th- I think she hits a cool point. You know, I think that's a, I think making your busy, because it's kind of like what you said before the call, Taj, you sometimes will isolate yourself and, and I think life can slow down on you and come real dark. So I think Raisha's uh, advice is, is, is great. You know, yeah, you gotta, definitely. you gotta stay active. You gotta do something you love and kind of stay busy. Now, my question is, playing devil's advocate, how do you make sure you um, grieve? Like, how do you make sure, where's that balance? Like, because if you're too active, if you, you don't want to ignore what happened or ignore the situation, uh, 
But I, I think it, it kind of is one of those things where you have to measure depending on what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, in Todd's situation, Mr. Heap, I, I think he, he he's going to be feeling guilt regardless. Mm-hmm. And he has to stay busy and be active with his family. Um, because I just think that's... I don't think a tragedy can get any harder for you. Mm-mm. Where if you, you know, it's just a different level. So I think you have to kind of manage that. But I think regardless, you isolating yourself and and, and destroying yourself is no bueno. And you have to figure out a way to not do that. So for for instance, I don't know, obviously, but I would think in his situation, it's more about acceptance and forgiveness. Yeah. You know, when you say acceptance of the situation mm-hmm. and when you say forgiveness he's got to forgive himself yeah he has to so i i did a article was looking at an article i didn't write the article but i was reading it and there was four steps to self-forgiving i don't really think these are pertaining to something like this i think it's pertaining to more if you screwed up and you want to apologize or, or you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing but step one was don't get rid of guilt which is kind of opposite everything we've said to this yeah. point and again this is just an article online mm-hmm. um and and the reasoning is because when you feel bad when something is done wrong you naturally it, it, it could be useful like you know you be, repeat it yeah like you've learned from it where if you do something wrong and you feel no guilt then you're not really learning you know you're ignoring the fact that you messed up you know and and it's a it's kind of an interesting um Thing because another article I read was something about humility mm-hmm. and how uh, you shouldn't have humility or something like that. It was it was a link between guilt and humility. Where basically I think if you feel guilty, it's good because then you're being humble. Mm. Where if you don't, if you aren't humble about it, if you just ignore what you've done as someone who has no humility would do, then you know you're not feeling guilt. Yeah. But I understand the point, but I I think I disagree with it. What What do you guys think? That's interesting. Um, I I think you need a. I forget what show it was, but someone talked about um, you. You always keep the feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's where you go back to it. That's where it's in your memory bank. So that's natural. It's it's natural to to feel guilty and have that. I think what's important is is the way you act and how you respond to that. Yeah. Um, You have to have a level of forgiveness. You know, you'll always blame yourself for certain things but you have to be able to accept it and to move on from it. And uh, I think you're right on, Terrell, because moving on is, yeah, is, 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 is key. <laughs> and I think you said it right, though, because I think you do have to... I should say it like this. I think you, you can't allow yourself to be guilty for a short period of time mm-hmm. so that it hits home and, and you know, you... you I don't want to say drown in that sorrow, but a short, incredibly... I, I think it should be a day, two days. I think that's... Yeah, I think that's Dep- Maximum. Maximum. And like and if it's very short, if it's something smaller, you know, breaking your, your your little brother's toy, maybe an hour, two, but something like Todd Heap's situation where he passed, he he, so he drove over his daughter and and ended up killing her. I think two days is is understandable. You can't let him. He he learned the lesson within a second, and he mm-hmm. doesn't need that. But that level of tragedy, I think, is gonna it takes time. Oh, it's definitely gonna take. Um, but um, and in that situation, I don't think don't not getting rid of guilt is yeah. the proper advice. No, so it's, it's, well, it's gonna always it's be there. Yeah, yeah, it's not possible. But it's how he lives with it, what he how he accepts it, and moves on from it. So moving on, we have um, 
advice number two. It says okay. own up. Wait, wait, can we go back and repeat number one was? Was don't get rid of guilt. Don't get rid of guilt. But okay. I'm not sure about that one. Okay. And and like everything, you got to challenge and think about things. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. But I, I'm not. And, and if anyone listening agrees with that, please let us know. I, mean, I don't even know if you could, you know, if, if something happens that tragically, it's going to always be there. So it's just saying don't. But it's saying that's okay. That's good. <laughs> no, I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I would focus on getting rid of it because it's still going to be there no matter what. It's still going to be lingering. Yeah. Maybe this list is pertaining to more small, trivial things. Like if you, you know, well, maybe it means don't kid. get rid of guilt like 100%. It's good can't. to still I, have that I, feeling. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think in this case, when there was a huge accident, you, you ha- getting rid of guilt 100% would be a goal. And, and that'll never happen. Okay. And it will, it'll probably never happen, so but if it could happen, I think, that, I think that's the best thing for him and his family is if yeah. he could get rid of the guilt 100%. That it okay. But, and, it, and it's very unlikely. Um, but I, I do think that would be the best thing for him because it's tough. But anyway, number two yeah. was owning up. Okay. Um, you have to own up because mm-hmm. self-forgiveness can sometimes be code for avoiding culpability, kind of like what we discussed earlier. You have, and what you were saying, Cheryl, where you have to accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have mm-hmm. to say, "I did this," and 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 learn from it. And you have, have to, to own, own it. it. You have to own it. Number three is you have to make amends. Okay. In Mr. Heap's case, I don't think that's possible. I don't think anything can in his mind can make amends. But you have to find a way in your brother's toy situation where you break his favorite toy. You can make amends. You can buy him another one. You can buy him his new favorite toy. You could take him out for ice cream. But in Mr. Heap's situation, how do you make amends? Okay. How would you guys make amends? Well, the thing is, is, is it was obviously an accident, you know? Um, it's, it, it wasn't something he was trying to do. It was, it was something, if he could, he'd take back in a second. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was 100% an accident. Yeah. And um, so, so instead of saying making amends, let's, let's, how do you get the positive out of it? How do you make this a positive situation? And I don't think, you know, Mr. Heap can make this a positive situation because he, you know, his, his young little girl is not going to ever be here mm-hmm. on this earth and he's not going to share any more precious moments in this lifetime with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do, you, how do you make this a positive thing? I mean, well, he knows how he feels. He knows his love for his, his daughter. And obviously he knows that he, it was, he didn't mean to do it. You know, it doesn't make it better. Doesn't so, make it easier for him. Is it, to, what can he do to make this, to make as much positivity out of this? This, this is just, I, I, you know, when I read it, I, I put myself in his shoes, and I just, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I think he's got to, um, he's got to do talks. He's got to go around, maybe even write a book. And, and this is what I can't stand about our society. You ready? I know it's, what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Say, say you then say it. You're going to say by doing that, people are going to say that he's capitalizing. Yeah. Uh, and that really upsets me. I know you knew what I said. That's why I let you say it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if he wrote a book, Overcoming the Biggest Nightmare of My Life, people are going to slam him. A lot of people, at least in the American culture, they're going to say he's trying to make money, his career's over, he's dried up. And it, I can't stand that. I guess that's just the ugly side of humanity. But there's so many people he could touch in a positive way by writing that book. By, mm-hmm. um, and also by writing it out, I think it will really benefit yeah. him. You know? yeah. uh, but he can give speeches. He could go on talks. He, can, he could do a great foundation in his daughter's name. 
rally his family around it. And I think that's the way he has to eventually think. And if he has a strong family, like it is, I assume he does, and what I'm seeing, hopefully that's the way he's going to go. But he can't, you know, he can't just stay inactive, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and number four, which I, I obviously, again, doesn't apply to this situation, but you have to foster empathy for the victim. Uh, research has found that self-forgiveness is negatively associated with empathy for victims. Again, I don't understand that, but... As self-forgiveness increases, empathy tends to de- decrease. Does that is that have to be the case? Can you say that last last line again, please. Yeah. As self-forgiveness increases, empathy tends to decrease. Okay. What's your Taj Terrell? What do you guys? Does that seem accurate to you? Um. So real quick, the first one was to not get rid of guilt. Mm-hmm. The second one was... Own up. Own up. The third one... How many was there? Four? Four. The third one was... Make amends. Make amends and fit fourth. Fourth is foster empathy for the victim. And you found so this So this, this is crazy because this is... When I Googled self-forgiveness, how to self-forgive yourself, this is what came up. And it, to me, it seems very anti-self-forgiving. Yeah. It seems like... It seems like basically... Yeah. It's like if, you, if you're going to self-forgive yourself, then you can't be empathetic to the victim. Which I don't agree with. Yeah. Wait, it's saying what now? <laughs> it's saying if you forgive yourself, okay. then you can't technically be as empathetic to the one you hurt. You can't, you can't technically feel as bad for the person you hurt right. if you forgive yourself. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. But yeah. well, I'll let you guys think about that. We got a caller on the okay. line. Who do we have with us? This is Julie. I'm the lady that's from Arkansas that had called here a while back about my daughter being in jail, raising my grandchildren. Yes, how are you? Um, every day is a struggle. Yeah. And you know the whole music heals kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Kind of messed up and bought drums. Oh. I'm not sure that was a good idea. No, it's a great idea. Drums? It's a great <laughs> really? idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Mm, not real sure. Why, you're not getting much sleep? we have this whole Nicki Minaj thing going on. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. No. It's a good thing. It's um, a good thing. But my thing is, is, I believe the man should write a book. Yeah. I believe that I missed part of the show. Who cares what this world thinks? It's mm-hmm. all messed up and Donald Trump, you know, I mean, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think that he should surround himself with more positive things. That's what I've kind of done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people that are going to lift him up, not bring him down, because he can't go back and change anything. Yeah, that's we. You know, a lot of people go back from the past and just keep keep on and on and on holding it, and guilt will just tear you apart. Yeah, and I believe he should talk. He should get out and talk to people, and you know, maybe it'll help somebody else. I mean, I like I said, I miss part of the show, but. You know, all all he can do is move forward. So, move, move, let me ask you this question because, and I'm going to get personal on you. And I remember oh, your story. No. I don't forget. I forgot your name. So, can you remind me your Julie. name, Julie? Julie, yeah. I'm going to get a little personal on you because I remember your situation and, and I've thought about your situation. How do you, your your daughter's in jail, and you are basically raising her kids? Uh, for her and she's going to be in jail for quite some time is that all correct that's correct okay so Taj mentioned before our topic was on self-forgiveness overcoming guilt and then Taj added something to it was basically how it's important for the loved one 
in in the in the situation where we we're talking about Todd Heap, who who um, killed his, his daughter by accident, it's important uh-huh. for his wife to forgive Todd as well because she may have a, a strong sense of of what's the word I'm looking for, Todd? A strong sense of resentment. anger towards mm-hmm. and resentment towards Todd. So I'm going to ask you in your situation, because your situation is actually relatively similar to me, because I would assume you have a lot of anger or resentment towards your daughter. How do I you... do, and I have guilt. that I, And it's not even my guilt, but I feel guilty. How do you feel guilty? I, I don't know. I just feel like I should have done something different. And I've raised both my children right. Mm-hmm. They've been brought up in church. They, I've not listened to music that is you know, gang-related or drugs or, I mean, violence. I don't do that kind of, you know, I'm more of a Michael Jackson, um, Diana Ross, mm-hmm. and I love Marvin Gaye. I mean, they, they've not heard bad things, but I still feel like I've done, you know, I don't know, I feel like I should have done better. So let me ask you this. Do you feel more self-guilt or more, mm, like, anger towards your daughter? Anger. I feel a lot of okay. anger. Okay. I, my my personal opinion. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not. Didn't go to school for this. But you have to stop with the self guilt. You know, I I, I haven't talked. I, I mean, I've talked to you this just short time, a couple of times on the show. Never met mm-hmm. you, Julie. But I could tell you're a strong person. You're a great person. Uh, you have great choice of music. <laughs> but well, I, of I, course, I, I, never go wrong with Michael Jackson. <laughs> but um, my my point is, uh, you, you know, you did the best you can, and you, you could tell you're uh-huh. you're a person of love. And sometimes our loved ones make the wrong choices, and choices we don't understand, we'll never understand. And you're not alone, you know. And and there's many of us I who who have, yeah, I know. But we there's many of us who who have something similar, you know. Even even me, you know, you know, there's there's choices I made from a parenting aspect that, you know, a child of, of mine is is struggling now. And I have to think, you know, is this because of me? Is this is this was this my fault? Should we not have done this? Should we not have done that? And to me, that's exactly that's what I feel. Yeah. But, you, you, you know, you, you did the best you could. And I and I. You know, it's it's tough, but you've done the best you could. You did the best which you, which you had to work with, and and you're learning from it, and you got to grow from it, and you got to share it with your kids when they become parents, or your grandchildren when they become parents, yeah. and just teach. You know, just make your whole family stronger, and you know sometimes it's, there's going to be a, a good thing at the end. You just have to be strong, learn from it, and and just keep practicing your love. Well, I've kept them occupied with softball. We're big baseball fans. You love it. So we play a lot of softball and sports and um, soccer. So I've kept both of them kind of occupied with that. So they kind of let go of crying all the time. But yeah. I still cry or not. Yeah. Well, uh, I wish I I wish I could help you more, Julie, because you. I think we said this last time. You got to be that strong force for them. You can't be um, be, beating yourself down. Because like I started the show, the self your self esteem is is crucial, you know. And if and if mm-hmm. you're not strong, you're not going to be able to be strong for them. So you have to you have to find a way to get rid of any guilt that you have, and and be that strong person, that confident person for for the babies. My my take. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 
Well, I try. But you're, I go you're, to bed, like I said, I cry every night, and then I get up with a smile on my face and get them ready, fix the breakfast. Good. And, but then, you know. Yeah. yeah. But just, you know, just... You just got to learn from from all your choices, all your decisions, but you can't think of your daughter's mistake as your mistakes. I, I'm not there. You know, I don't know your life that well, but I, I, I can't see that. You know, you, you te- I don't know. I just can't see that. So you got to be strong. Okay, so don't get rid of the drums or get rid of the drums. Do not get That's rid of the drums. That's for sure. And do, don't get rid of the drums and don't get rid of baseball or anything because all that activity. Well, baseball, we can't get rid of the southern <laughs> thing. We kind of love, I love baseball, it. You know. And it's funny because Eat, sleep, and breathe it. you don't even have a professional team out there in Arkansas, do you? No, we don't. Yeah. But I'm a big Dodgers fan. I was okay. like, you know, I actually moved from L.A. when I was like five. So I'm not like a big Dodgers fan. And you have, but, you have a strong accent, too. I love it. Um, but Julie, th- I do not say y'all. I heard that on one of your shows. That's kind of like you all smashed together like y'all, and that's ridiculous. I mean, it's weird. Nothing wrong with saying y'all. I like y'all. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much, Julie, for your phone call. Okay. And, and thank take you care guys. of yourself, thank okay? You. And stay strong. Yes, you can. All right. Okay. Bye bye. That's tough. Very tough. That's tough. Um, we have a Twitter uh, question. Let's hear it. it how do you, oh, this is from Donna, and she's asking, how do you make amends when the people who hurt you, they're not, they're not sorry or they don't take ownership for the things that they do? Well, that's you? kind of backwards, isn't it? Because amends would be, if you'd made the mistake, you got to fix it. Mm-hmm. In Donna's question, she's saying, how do you fix something like she's asked, she also says, it's like, how, do you get, yeah, "How do you get closure from yeah. from that?" Closure. Like, yeah, that was her. Uh, okay, so it's pretty much how you interrupted get, the the. the I was well, I thought you were finished. I mean, no, you just jumped. You in. You said Twitter, and that you were way past <laughs> your thirty-four characters. So, <laughs> um, so basically, how do you get closure? Yeah. Well, yeah. How do you, you know if some if someone does something to you and they're not sorry and you're waiting for them to be sorry basically but they're not owning up to it yeah you're just kind of going in a circle basically at that point and what I would tell Donna since you know she probably should have asked me that directly is um, you're never going to get closure from that if you expect it from the person you have to realize that um, I don't want to say just move on but at the same time it's, it's one of those things that eats up at you we're talking a lot about eating up Mm -hmm. you know things that you're holding on to whether it's a pass or whatever those kind of things eat up at you and if something eats up at you it's just it's slowly destroying you Mm -hmm. and that's the thing so it's like i always try and get rid of it quickly that feeling and however way i can whether it's watching something or thinking of something else or focusing on something else it's just that that um, trying to wait for it, it's just it constantly um, eats up at you. So I, yeah, so you have to just get rid of. That's the, the basically the theme. And of the don't show, wait right? for don't wait for someone else to give you that you know green light in terms of she's waiting for someone to, you know. Well, that's just, what, yeah. I was gonna say it's control. You can't. Um, you can only control yourself. You, you can only control put yourself. Your happiness on someone else. What, meaning they can't make you happy. Yeah. So a lot of this is happy. again self. Infliction, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things. The only, yeah, about the only you. person you can control is yourself. So, all right, we have a phone call. Who do we have on the line with us? Hi, this is Gigi Taylor calling. How are you, hey, Gigi? Gigi? I'm doing good. I kept calling and hanging up because I wanted to hear um, 
the lady that was calling. I was like, I can't call in with my stuff because I was so feeling for her, mm-hmm. the prior caller. So, but anyhow, um, regarding overcoming guilt, um, I just wanted to share something um, of mine with you guys and everybody. Yes. So one situation was it, the guilt was kind of like, um, I guess a false guilt. So I was having major guilt because my son takes care of me when my medical condition is not in remission. Mm-hmm. So the guilt was making me depressed to the point where I had to seek professional help because I felt if I wasn't here anymore, then he didn't have to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Meaning I wasn't like planning to commit suicide, but the thoughts were just so overwhelming. Like if I really wasn't here, I wouldn't be a burden. And it was getting very overwhelming. The guilt, it was just like, I, get, I am the mom yeah. and I need to be not sick. He shouldn't have to cook. He shouldn't have to do all the grocery shopping. He shouldn't have to help me in the shower. He was doing everything. And Gigi, how, and old, how I, old was your son? I know, I mean, pardon. how old was your son when he started doing this? When he started doing it, uh, he was t- t- 20. Wow. And he was in college full time, working and taking care of me when I was. So when I have, when my medical condition is not in remission, I have to have surgery and I'm in the hospital for at least sometimes two weeks. Mm-hmm. So not only that, he would, was a full time college student, which he did graduate. Well, he was working part time. And then he would stay in the hospital with me. I mean, oh, stay in the hospital and drive back and forth. So h- how, do you get, the, how did you get over feeling self-guilt? Well, what I did was when I sought professional help, what I was, how my psychologist helped me was to, to basically say, it's not my fault that I'm ill and I do need help. And also my son was brought in. And with his reassurance to say, mom, I love you. I want to take care of you. He, he's like, you're not a burden. I love you. You're my mom. I, I want to care for you. Mm. That was huge. For you to I hear mean, and see. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, you know, and I'm not just saying this to put myself on a pedestal. But when your child tells you, you are a good mom. You raised me right. I love you. It's not like you're, I'm just going to be blunt with you guys, you know. There's some parents, or I'm just speaking mothers because I'm a mother, that are don't care about their kids, uh, are hoeing around, or or mm-hmm. have problems here, here, or there, and their kids resent them. And that wasn't the case. My son's like, I love you, mom. His heart, believe it or not, he was feeling guilty because he couldn't help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he can't hear me. Because and it, it, it was just. So what I'm trying to say that was like a, uh, a false sense of guilt. Yeah, right. but I, I'm glad. But, you know what I'm trying to say. So I. Yeah, but okay. that—that's to me that that false sense of guilt is understandable. I I completely yes. could would be able to relate to you if I f- mm-hmm. if I felt like my 20 year old child had to kind of pause their life to take care of me, or I was getting in in the way. And I think yes. you know your son is an outstanding person and human being, and you know as a young man, I I, I kind of can relate to that you know because as young men i think my brothers and i would agree is that there's a sense of of and all men really there's a sense of wanting to help your maternal Mm -hmm. figure 
And I think, you know, as a good parent you were, I think, you you know, you, you set that love up between that and there's a strong bond and he just wants to repay you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what was in, in counseling. That's what he was saying. And you know how we know our children love us, but, and um, my, my, obviously he was 20 yeah. and he's 22 now. Yeah. And I had a uh, relapse uh, in September and I was in the hospital for five days and had surgery and I was supposed to be in remission. And unfortunately I'm not in remission. I'll be having surgery May 10th. I'll be in the hospital during mother's day, but he's going to be there again. He's all going to celebrate mother's day in the hospital. I mean, I'm, and there's times where I still feel like a little, the guilt still tries to creep. And he reminds me just like yesterday, he hugged me it. and said, I love you. You're going to make it. You're, you're, you this is my 18th surgery. He's all, you're going to, you're going to be here again. And I'm here for you. And I love you. And I want to take care of you. And I mean, it's just like, that's what that guilt goes away and goes, okay, I'm here. I'm here. And I don't have to feel guilty. My, my son wants to help me. I'm not taking away from anything from him because you're right. I don't want to feel like I'm taking, I am taking a little bit apart of what he can normally do as a 22 year old. But again, he's still graduated uh, college. He's still working. He's going back to school uh, next year because he wants to be a nurse. And so, um, see, and and you can even maybe look at it this way. I mean, what you went through, he, he naturally wanted to help and care for you. And it, and it brought him a a stronger sense of completeness in his own self. A, a stronger sense that's, of worth that probably contributed to his wanting to be a nurse himself, you know? That's what my psychologist said, by so, the way. Yeah, T- yeah, <laughs> this is TJ, right? Yes, Speaking right now? Yes, it is. Okay, TJ. Yes, yes. that's what... Um, no. Hi, Taj. Hi, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's true. So, you know, that's another yes, thing. Yes, it's you, true. You, 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 got, you, you may have played a role in getting him in his uh, profession, which is, for a 22-year-old, that's, a lot of kids don't know what they want to do. So... Mm-hmm. I, that's I, what he said. Yes. You know, so... And just real quick, if I could just yeah. say something. I, it's kind of hard, like, um when like you're talking and then I don't know when to stop talking because it kind of has a little delay. So I'm sorry if I'm interrupting you. Another thing was that um, my psychologist said, and my son agreed because he was with me at one session is that when my, when this kind of started, my son uh, uh, was 16. uh, So uh, he even said that me, him taking care of me and the things that he's had to do has helped him to, as a man to, and I was like, wow, meaning he learned how to cook. (laughs) He learned how to cook. He learned how to do his laundry. He learned, um, I'm getting emotional, but how to be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. For a woman. Uh, not, not, not as like, you know, of course it's girls and different, but he just said how, and also how to be gentle and understanding and patient towards helped him to care for how to care for a woman Mm -hmm. that's what he said that's his words and i just was floored with that and i'm like okay wow so (laughs) even though i felt guilt like i i should be helping to raise him but while i was sick i was helping him and for him to say that it helped my guilt as well yeah Yeah, so i don't mean to keep any longer but that's just i think um for anyone that you know has to depend on somebody whether it's your son or you know family because of an illness or even if it's a cold, you know, when you're sick as a parent, you know, you, you still want to be the parent and handle business, but you have to be taken care of. It's kind of hard. I think, um, anyone would agree. So I just wanted to share that I had another story, but I've been on way too long. Yeah. We have to um, run Gigi, but thank you so much. I just wanted to share that. 
Awesome. Thank you, Gigi, and take care. And and give your son a big pound from 3T because he's he's a heck of a man. And and tell him we're proud of him. Thank you, guys. Take care, Gigi. I think think Gigi hit some point. We have some more callers that we're not going to be able to get to because of time. But I think Gigi hit an important point is in a case where the person is still alive and you're feeling guilt or, Mm -hmm. or... you feel a guilt that you've affected their life in a negative way. I think it's important to have that conversation mm-hmm. and to communicate with them. And and I think a lot of times we naturally beat ourselves up more than what's needed. And in Gigi's case, I, I think her son actually got a lot of value in, in taking care of his mom and yeah. matured faster and is probably one of the strongest 22-year-olds out there, definitely in his area. And he's the most mature and the most ahead of the game. So in, in in a way, Gigi provided a great value for him, you know. She, so I, I'm proud of her for not feeling that guilt anymore. But I think the key is is that we got to talk with those that we may have guilt or 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 be angry with, mm-hmm. and we got to just communicate more. Josh, do you yeah. want to say anything? Um, that also, she she was very smart in getting professional help. Yeah, and I think that opened the door for them for the communica- communication. Absolutely. Um, I do have a Twitter real quick. Yeah. Um, Tiffany wants me to well, wants us to say happy birthday to Danny. Happy birthday, birthday Danny! On, it's on, on Sunday. Birthday. It's on Sunday, but we're well, not gonna be here. We're not gonna be here. So but, happy birthday! So I like to do the request if I can. Okay, Terrell, would you no, want it? Cool. You, nothing, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that's that's it. I think the main le- lessons are you know you gotta figure a way to end guilt. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and sadly, one of the first articles I looked up was basically saying to have guilt and. No. I don't understand that. Maybe there is a professional reason for it, but the layman over here doesn't really understand that. And I just, guilt, in my opinion, is a, a very negative thing. And I think a lot of times, if you can, pretty much all the time, if you can get rid of it, you, you get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, just communication. Cool. That's it. Yep. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you found our program helpful and can afford to do so, please go to DDJF. Dot org yeah. and support the foundation. Any donation helps. You can text the words D the letters D D J F to four one four 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 and set up a continuous even if it's a dollar, set up a continuous payment to the foundation. It's tax deductible. It would be great. And that's pretty much it. But um we will see you next Wednesday at one PM and have a good week. Bye bye. Adios. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors, including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. D.D.J.F. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.